Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch Community, and welcome to episode 81 of the 167 Podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson the lead pastor at the Porch Community Church, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend, our media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hello, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? It's going very well. Going very well. Good, good, good. Yep, yep. Um, uh, We're recording on a Tuesday. Yep, blowing it up on a Tuesday. Yeah. Um, Got back last night from our last annual conference in the United Methodist Church. Yep. And, Big time uh, in Columbus. Yeah, Columbus, America. There's a lot of Columbuses, actually. Like, yeah. if you just type in Columbus, it gives you a lot of different states. Yeah, I guess the biggest one will be Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we were there, and um, they voted yesterday on the floor of the conference to um, ratify, basically, all the churches that were had done all the work possible. Um to disaffiliate and i'm sure like you sent out a notice yesterday yep so the vote passed yep um we got a 93 on our test so not by 93 percent we passed um but you sent out a post Mm -hmm. and i and i thought uh when i saw it go up on social media my first thought was i wonder how many people are going to read this and go i thought we already i thought we already disaffiliated i thought we already because we've it's been a process yeah, so and, it's, we, and it's still technically not 100% over yet. <laughs> we have to pay some money. Yeah. After we pay some money, and and I, they say, we got your money. And I guess we you'll have to, we'll have to sign some legal documents as a church. Um. Yes. So, yeah, we are going to talk to our attorney in a couple of days, and we have it planned for next week to just send fi- in the final, to fi- wire the final. Finalize mm-hmm. everything and just be done with it. Yep, yep. So we're, we're saying... Um, July 1, we're just setting that as our... Which is like a Friday. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> um, July 1st, we're saying, is is the time. So, um, so yeah, we were at annual conference, and uh, it was good to see people and colleagues that I know, and I'll continue to know and, and be in touch with and be friends with and <clears throat> do ministry with and all those things. So those kinds of relationships don't end just because, you know, denominations change. But mm-hmm. that's not, not what we're going to talk about today. No, it's no. not. Yeah. So, um, but I want to give that short little update because I know that's probably a thought. People are like, I keep seeing this thing about yeah. this affiliation was approved and I thought we already did that. And yep. yes, we did our part. Then the mm-hmm. conference just did their part. Yep. And then we just have to settle up legally. Yep. And then actually pay week. our tab and leave the bar. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, what about you? What's going on? Uh, not too much. Um, that was Shannon twirling a bottle cap. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, not too much. Just kind of getting, see the girls go to daycare. So like my kids aren't really on summer break. Right. So it's kind of, I'm just kind of adjusting to everybody else being on summer break. Yep. True. And that's just kind of what I've been doing. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so we started a new series on Sunday. Yes, and it was, your first sermon was very good. Oh, well, thank you. I'll give you a dollar later yep. for that. Um, I, th- I thought we said five. Oh, okay. <laughs> Inflation, right? Yes. Have you seen the price of a gallon of gas? Gotcha. I don't want to get political, but that gum. <laughs> 
Is, I was going to say, is that political? But yes, it is. It, everything's political. <laughs> Everything is political. Dang it. Um, you know, thank you. Uh, yeah, so we started our parables series, and uh, we looked at the parable of the mustard seed, and um, I'm looking forward to uh, the, this coming Sunday and the one I'm doing, which I actually decided to change yesterday. So, But I hadn't done a whole lot of work <clears throat> on the other one. So I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Which I'm really glad I don't ha- like. In the last series, I had the songs y'all were going to use <laughs> in the bumper, and we did really good until the last the two. last two weeks. Yeah, we got derailed. Yeah, so I purposely didn't do that yeah, in this good bumper. Call. I was like, good call. Well, well, what I said is, I'll leave room for the Holy Spirit to work. <laughs> Thank, that's a good idea. Always <laughs> a good idea. That's just you know, listeners, just take that and just put that in your pocket, and that's your spiritual. Uh, encouragement for today: Always leave room for the Holy Spirit to work. Mm-hmm. So don't don't try that. don't try to put so such uh, <clears throat> restrictions on what you're doing that it that it can't be malleable. Yeah, if anyone's coming to our, you know, we have like a open workspace, you know, in the office, um, communal workspace, mm-hmm. and so we've got that giant whiteboard. Yep. And um, if anyone's been through there, they see there's always a calendar up there. Mm-hmm. And how many times do we end up going up there and? erasing something and putting something new and yeah if you yeah. if you see a different color uh <laughs> uh dry erase marker than what it was originally written written with that's a change yeah so um that's the way that's the way we should roll yeah that's the way we should roll um so i wanted to talk about something today uh if the, i don't know if you had anything else before we jumped in <clears throat> uh no i i did have a uh good time last night i connected with some other guys uh Mm -hmm. in in our church and we just played some cards and and Mm -hmm. just had a really good time nerding out can i can i add to that yeah so i i mentioned i was at annual conference so i got back last night and uh driving pulling in our driveway and i just start to smell something i'm like what is that what what does that smell and i get out of my car in the carport and i'm like it smells stronger it's very strong and then I walk into my kitchen, and um, and I'm just hit with this wall, this this aroma of nerdiness, I of mean, geek city. I'd rather smell that than a bunch of gym rats at your house. <laughs> That's true. No, it didn't really smell. But yeah, the guys were at the house playing, uh, what do y'all play? It's called Magic. Magic. Well, this was the first time I've ever played. So like it, it's like one of the... It's in the realm of like these. Uh, it's like dice, the dice game, and and d- d- strategy and yeah. battle and yeah, and, and but it's been around since like the mid nineties, and it is actually the most played tabletop game across the world. Like this well, card game is, yeah. And I've never played it, and Drew and some other guys have been playing for three or four weeks, and and Drew's telling me about it, and I was like, this sounds really fun. I've just, I've, it's just so, mm-hmm. like, daunting. I've never tried to get into this. Yeah. And he's like, come on, I'll teach you. And, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I was confused a lot. But it was a lot, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Well, I just, yeah. You know, that's one of those things where, um, that we, when we talk about the word community, mm-hmm. um, I think having those connections outside of, um, you know, and, and our, not outside of the church or outside of our faith. I, I don't mean that, but just we have a lot more connections than I think we initially think sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And and just the opportunity to get to know other people is just mm-hmm. so good. And and whatever that hobby is or that interest is, um, you know, I just think those oppor- that that kind of stuff is just really cool to me. Well, so even though I had no desire 
to learn the game, mm-hmm. even though Drew keeps, keeps trying to encourage me to. I sat down for a minute and visited, but I was just like, I'm just glad that these guys are over here and hanging out. And okay, now I'm going to go back to my room and unpack and well, decompress. And and I think I think it shows that like you can be sitting in church and you, and you think, man, I don't have any. Mm-hmm. Like common interest with anybody mm-hmm. in here. Like I, I play video games. I do all this. I don't care about football. I don't want to go to mm-hmm. a potluck dinner and <laughs> talk about the weather. You know, like the great thing about um, the interest that God has given us helps us build our spiritual community mm-hmm. with each other. Yeah, and there and. I mean, unless you're like a stamp collector, I don't know very many of those in our church. I bet you there are. Yeah. I bet you but, there are. But th- there is a... You just gotta... There's, there's some people that are like yeah. you, that have interests like you, yeah. that have and And that post passion. you made uh, last night, or Monday night, about us playing... <laughs> yeah, a got, lot of people were, hey! Got, got a couple other people that want to play too, so... Well, I think I'm gonna start a side group. Yeah. And and so far, I think it's me and, and uh, Clint Browning... But he was like, I thought y'all were playing poker at first. I was like, okay, that I'll play. Yeah, let's. I'm in for that. A poker so. night. Yeah, we yeah. might start a side side thing. So, um, <clears throat> so anyway, here's. So I'm glad you were there. Yeah, so, it was it was a lot of fun. I, I hope I get to do it again. Yeah. I don't know if I want to play every week, but I'll, yeah, I'll play again. Good deal. Uh, so I was thinking about something um, the other day, and I was kind of in my uh, parent of a soon-to-be middle schooler moment goodness uh, gracious that's i had that hat on i know and um and i think it's something that'd be really good to talk about in a larger format than just my head um (laughs) and fortunately (laughs) for me we have a weekly podcast to be able to so there you go so um now don't tune out just because i mentioned the middle school thing because that's not really the point um it's not really about age level stuff um it's actually, it's a topic we need to have, I think, among all of us, and we need to have it more, but I'm going to kind of tease it out a little bit before I really tell you what it is, okay? So, <laughs> just because. I don't know why I do that. I just do. Um, I kind of have more of a main thought, but but um, before we get to the main thought, we need to start at a place and talk about technology. Oh, okay. And I know. See, I told Josh, I was like, listen, you're going to have no problem ad-libbing into today's thing not that he ever does but you know sometimes i give him much more lead time on the conversation Mm -hmm. than i did this morning Mm -hmm. so um because i think you got it like one minute before yeah yeah so um anyway (laughs) so yeah but i I, talking about technology now let's just go ahead and say it there there can be a tons of you know opinions and some very well-founded about the negative um I don't know, aspects of technology, if you will, right? Yeah, but that's just the current one. Like, it used to be music. Right, right. Books. Right. Like, whatever Mm -hmm. the new medium is, Mm -hmm. there's going to be just as much negative as there can be positive. Yes, yes. So, even with all that aside, and like I said, I think sometimes in places that's, it's a valid point to make in in regard to some things. But, when you think about it, Technology and I and that that covers a huge span. When I just even say technology, mm-hmm. because that that's so many different things. Because a, a screwdriver is technology. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think I get more kind of more into like the and I don't know what you would call it, but um, like the electronic form of technology. I'll just say the general <clears throat> accepted term of technology. 
Okay. Not that, not the literal definition. Okay. Okay. So, um, there's a lot of great opportunities that come with mm-hmm. technology. For instance, this podcast. Yeah. Um, can't do that. Like you couldn't nope. communicate that. Mm-mm. Um, of course, there's social media, and see, there's there's the the pros and cons, but there's a gr- there are great, and I'm talking here like in regard to the church and as a believer. Mm-hmm. Um, the opportunities with social media are tremendous. Yes. Like I I don't think we could even put a, a value on it. No. Right. Not in 2022. Yeah. I, I just don't. I. I I don't know. And and with social media is something like live streaming, mm-hmm. um, you know, which we do with our services and other special events. Like that's something that, and, and not even just us, but just in general, like the value, the opportunity to share a message, to communicate with people um, in a way that's just, you know, 50 years ago, there how how was the church communicating 75 years or 50 years ago how did the church communicate with each other um, paper and radio paper yeah radio um how and how would they communicate just with their congregation though you would have to read the bulletin or mm-hmm. get the newsletter yeah paper yeah. only paper paper mm-hmm. dunder mifflin would be like right like there yes. like in yes. it that's an office reference josh i know uh, you know a that pair- much yeah. i did learn from your husband that comedy central uh, only does the office now. Like, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, but here's the thing. I, I'm going to get to the point, so hang with me. Um, there are these great opportunities, social media, live streaming, um, basic things. Like, we use an app, right? We use, mm-hmm. we use the Church Center app. Yep. And so, the technology that's available to us just for, um, like, parents registering their kids. I mean, and I'm talking, I'm thinking about in our church, but parents, I know how it is, like, the things that you do with your kids, um, grandkids and, and all that, like there's, there's ways you can, you're able to take care of stuff that you just couldn't do. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just so much quicker. Um, I think about within our church, our serve teams, that is their only form of communication. Like we don't have like a, we don't send out a paper or something like that. Nope. They're texting. They use, um, they use an app. Um, it, they either use, they either go through church center or planning center, or they use, um, like group me. Yeah. Um, and they communicate that way. Uh, opportunity as, as the pastor to communicate with the church beyond the message, mm-hmm. um, is th- this offers just so much like yeah. social media and the technology that, that goes with that. Um, when I think about you know Justin communicating with students and college students, um, like that's all through mm-hmm. tech. Uh, Kristen, same thing. I mean, it's just all there. I mean, you with your scheduling, like everything that happens in, in regard to the local church here, technology. It's it's a here's my thought was that it's a means of ministry that is absolutely a gift from God. Yeah, that's what technology is, mm-hmm. and. And the cost to play, uh, even 10 years ago, was so outrageous for most of these things that mm-hmm. a local church like us couldn't do it. But within with the updating of technology, the cost of play is almost negligible. It's the cost of the product. Mm-hmm. It's not like we don't have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars to get our service out anymore. Right, right. We, we pay a, like $50 a month right. to, to get our stream out. Yeah, and that's ridiculous compared to ten years ago. We would we would have mm-hmm. to pay fifteen thousand dollars a year to put yeah. it on a TV station. And I think maybe to put for those of us 
and I would throw myself into this that don't really know all the nuts and bolts details of like mm-hmm. the what it would cost what it would have cost you know a decade ago mm-hmm. um, I could say this I would offer this um, example to our listeners is just think about the TV you have right now mm-hmm. yeah and however big it is and what that would have cost five years ago or ten years ago yeah. um, it's just with technology mm-hmm and improvements and then when other people go and then they you know um what's reverse engineer what someone yep. else did and the patent mm-hmm. runs out then they can put it out at a, yep. at a lower cost so mm-hmm. that happens so so i i don't know if you want to throw anything more in there but just that whole that concept of the technology is is this way of doing ministry that it, it is a gift from god mm-hmm. and, and i wouldn't you know when we talk about um like uh, the medical field. Yeah. Um, you know, when we pray for people that we know, um, and, and of course we're like, Lord, if it's your will <laughs> heal them right now, mm-hmm. but thank you for the doctors. Thank you for the, the knowledge, the technology that's available to help them. And he, and he might heal them through their hands. Exactly. Yeah. And so I, I think that that, that same, that's technology as well in, yeah. in many ways. Um, and so it's just this gift from God. And though some might moan and gripe about tech, and you know, but I, it is a gift. It yeah, is a total I, gift. I mean, it's it's just so when the the real first technology change in the church was the invention of the printing press. Yep. And so the Gutenberg, the Gutenberg Bible. Bible was the first available Bible to non clergy. Yeah, and I'm doing air quotes here when I say mass production, which yeah, because, today wouldn't even yeah. seem like mass production, but yeah. But it was the first um, Bible that someone that wasn't a priest or pastor could have in their hands before you came into church and you'd have to listen to the words. Yeah, you couldn't you, afford it. It was in Latin. Like even it even was, the it, rich parishioners couldn't afford Right. I mean, you would have to like, be because it because it had to be handwritten copied. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like so the first uh really innovation of technology into the church was getting the scriptures in hands. Yeah. Right. And so so paper. Yeah. So printed paper. Yeah. So that was like the first like first wave. First wave of technology <laughs> and that's what and that's what I think modern technology is just an extension of that mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. spreading the gospel to more hands mm-hmm. and getting it into more ways because, you know, as as God-given scientists and medical people have started understanding the way God designed us is that we all understand the gospel differently and that some of us can read it and understand what God's saying. Some of us need to hear it to understand what God's saying. Some people need to see it. And this allows us to cre- take the message that God has given you and transform it into multiple ways for mm-hmm. people to, to receive it and to be able to interpret it and listen to what God is speaking. And and then there's the whole <laughs> caveat of now that we've received it, what are we going to do with it? And, that, <laughs> and that's not a technology conversation. But yeah. technology really allows us to consume yeah. the, the spiritual God-given word that mm-hmm. uh, he gives to pastors and us and allows them to share it at a lower cost mm-hmm. and, a, and, a, and more availability. Let me get to the lowest cost. The Bible app. Exactly. Free. Free. You know? free. Now, it's it's free for us to get. It's not free to produce. No. 
that comes with that's like people giving to ministry, which we're going to get to in a minute. So I just yeah. gave a little, I give a little hint to where it, we're going. Um, but like, so I was just, I pulled this up. Um, it's actually not even free for us to put on the screen. Yeah. Yeah, we pay a license to do yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. But a uh, hundred million devices right now have um, the Bible app, um, and a new a, a new install of this the Bible app. Uh, is happens every 1.3 seconds. So on average, some 66,000 people have the Bible app open during any given second, but the number climbs much higher um, at different times of the day. So, yeah. and I don't know how updated that that info is. That was the first hit as I as I jumped on it. But um, and let me tell you why that piece of technology is so crazy. Yeah. Okay. So, how many times do you preach a message mm-hmm. and you use multiple versions? Um. Often, yeah. I mean, I yeah, yeah. And then is New it, Living's kind of my standard, but then I'll end up in NIV or yeah. different things. And it, it's not uncommon for you to have as a pastor more than one version yes, of the Bible, for sure. I only have one. Yeah, but on the Bible app, when mm-hmm. when you list like when you like say you only hey, have one in your hard copy, I Bible have one hard right, copy right, version of the Bible, right? But with the Bible app, if if I if you say because you do sometimes preface it, all these verses are going to be in NLT. Uh-huh. I will switch my Bible app to the NLT. Right. You know, and then I'm reading the same translation. Mm-hmm. Now, it might be different because you have an older version or something like that. Sure. But if you have the Bible app, you have the most current version of that Bible. Mm-hmm. And that is insane. Mm-hmm. That is thousands of dollars worth of Bible in your hands for free. Yeah. Yeah. Thousands. I remember um, pre-Bible app and someone gave me a gift. It was a wonderful gift. Um it was a side-by-side Bible, so it was a hard copy Bible, um, but on the pages, on one half was NIV, and on the other half, same page, was the message. Yeah. And that was like, I thought, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I can, with one With one, one book, book, I have I can two have, versions. I have two versions. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, then you shift gears to mm-hmm. something like the, the U version. Um, and the availability of that, it's just absolutely tremendous. So, like, it is a gift from God. I encourage you guys, if you um, to if you go and uh, look up um, the U version, Y O U version Bible app, or Life Church Bible app, you can Google any of that and find out like the backstory mm-hmm. of that. It's really cool. It is really neat of that ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and. And that's what, exactly what it is. I mean, obviously. I mean, and they're they're still in the process of putting it in new languages, and um, I just think that's tremendous. So, here here's kind of my uh, you know thought on this: that technology that we have today and and will have in the future, it makes it possible to connect with and communicate any message to anyone at any time. And I'm not talking about christianity i'm just talking about in general so technology makes it possible to connect with any and communicate with any message to anyone at any time so then as the church Mm -hmm. we should too yep so basically so what do you say to that media pastor if if you look (laughs) at um the the globe right Mm -hmm. well so the communication is it round or flat uh it's flat so um (laughs) If you look at the communication world mm-hmm. in the last five years, it has shrunk that globe to everyone's mm-hmm. two, two seconds away. Yes. Everyone is two seconds away. Mm-hmm. No one is, if, if they have 
access to internet, no one is unreachable. Anyone, anyone with a phone, and that access is, is internet increasing access. like more yeah. and more. Uh, within twenty thirty, ninety seven percent of the world should have access to gigabit internet. Wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah, so anyone that has access to internet is two seconds away. So anyone is two seconds away from hearing the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, and so, <laughs> yeah, because that's the, that's the point. Because yeah. it's not two seconds away from the latest gossip, two no. seconds away from the latest sports scores. It's, yes, you can have those, right. but the yeah. gospel. And, and see, like that's the weight of me being the media pastor is how do I create con- content that keeps people engaged, but also shares the gospel? Mm-hmm. Because I have to do like we have to do like stuff that announce announces the of approval of yes. the disaffiliation stuff sure but then i ha- also have to go okay i did an announcement now i have to do I something inspire. i want to inspire yeah the announcement's going to get more traction i might only get five or ten likes from the inspiration but you know what you that, don't know that one person mm-hmm. might be the one that that post was meant for that one share yeah, yeah. and yeah. and i might never see their face so here's a question um have have you had people go media pastor like, yeah, you, have you had people ask yeah. you about like what that yeah. means? Mm-hmm. So usually I, I I try to go. Yeah, I'm in charge of all like uh, live production and digital and print communication, and and I'm in, and they go, oh, okay. So why is the pastor's like because I, mm-hmm. I have like I have the keys to the largest ministry mission board <laughs> that our that our church posts on. Yeah, and they go, what do you mean? It's like you speak to more people than than the rest of us. I mean, have you seen how many? Like, do you want me to go into how many mm-hmm. people are on Facebook and Instagram and mm-hmm. YouTube? Mm-hmm. I will. Yeah. But all those people are searching. At, yeah. And when you're on those platforms, you're searching for whether something. Whether you know it or not. Whether you know it for not or oh, not. Oh, no. I'm just wanting to see what just... I'm just checking. No. You're, you're, you're filling a void. Mm. Whether that void is boredom or something. You're, you're looking for something to fill mm-hmm. a need in your life. Mm-hmm. And, and my job is to is to make sure that the porch community church is Instagram, social media, everything exudes the gospel at the forefront. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, um, you know, like, yes, you go back to the whole, yes, we disseminate information, but the better is we, we want to share a message Mm -hmm. and that message is Jesus Christ. Yes. Um, because, and so, because I mean, if if I don't share the information stuff, like it doesn't in the in today's world, like if, if I don't use our platforms to share like mm-hmm. the business stuff, it doesn't get out because paper is just going to sit on a mm-hmm. ki- on a kitchen uh, yeah counter, counter mm-hmm. at, or or just go straight in the trash. Well, we, and- we can't share enough uh, di- uh, print stuff to get people to know. <laughs> we can't. Like we can't rent a billboard saying, "Hey, we have a ministry board meeting." Yeah. <laughs> on next Thursday, yeah. so it has to go yeah. there. I- I'm laughing because in the early days of ministry, um, the big thing was postcards. Yes. Yeah. And I used to just I would say, and I was overseeing the middle school, high school, college, and uh, the Solomon's Porch Contemporary Worship Ministry, and so I would make a joke. And, and people laughed about them usually, is that you could wallpaper your house with the number of postcards that I was having to send every week. You'd have a budget for postage. Oh, yeah. I had a, bu- yeah, yeah. 
I had a big budget for postage. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but I think you're, um, you know, I was, I was in a, we, I was talking recently with someone and, and we were talking about, you know, in all this, like, um, kind of setting up how we're going to be structured and who, you know, who we are as, mm-hmm. as a, uh, the same church, but out of, you know, a non-denominational church. Right. And, you know, having conversations about pastors and, and how do we, you know, help, uh, you know, pastors be, you know, knowledgeable and, and learn and, and those things, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, and someone said, um, they were talking about the, the current staff and someone made the comment, and I have failed to tell you this until now, but they were like, um, <clears throat> yeah, no, Josh, Josh is a pastor. Like his, he has a ministry. He goes just in the podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that the that you're sharing and and your you know involvement in that and I was just like yes he does yes he does you know so yeah Josh is like oh I'm, you know ride that wave I've, yeah. I've, I'm sorry I failed to tell you that I've I've I meant I've meant to a couple times and then I forgot so um so yeah it's why do we have a media pastor at the Porch Community Church because the opportunity to share the that the technology that's available to the world. Mm-hmm. huge percentage of the world makes it possible to connect with and communicate any message to anyone at any time. So as the church, we're going to do that too. Yeah. Now, so back to my whole mom of a middle schooler thought, because this is a little bit of a gear shift, but this is where my brain was going. And so basically you guys are just getting a snapshot into Shannon's brain. So <laughs> apologies. So I was talking to Mallory about, um, tithing and giving to the church from her money because she is um, now a, a wage earner as an 11-year-old um, because she is the neighborhood plant waterer extraordinaire and mailbox checker for people who are out of town. Um, so this is what she's been doing this summer, and she's being paid for it. And she just had a birthday in April, you know, all that. So it, it dawned on me that this is my thought. It dawned on me that though Drew and I give regularly, um, she never sees it. Right. She never sees it ever. Mm-hmm. Gone are the days when the only way people could give was when the the basket or the plate or the bucket or whatever you want to call it came down the pew. Right. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the Catholic Church and. Um, it, the ushers, and I don't, they might even have another name, but I think they were called ushers. They had these brass poles with a bucket like, on, like six feet long with a satin pouch at the end. It was very ornate Ooh, and they would shove it down the, <laughs> the pew and they'd be on both sides. So however big, you know, so it could reach you. But I mean, that was like serious thing. And that came by and I remember like, you know, my dad would give me a dollar and I mean, they, he would put something in. Yeah. But my dad would, would do that too. A dollar. But Gone are those those days when that's the only way that mm-hmm. that people are able to to respond um, in that act of worship. In that, just that's the only way. Yeah, so, even <clears throat> to that point, me and Kristen just started talking about setting up a business Venmo account. Right, right. So even though we we pass a basket, yeah, which and we don't make a huge deal of it, and I kind of go back and forth on. How, oh, there's so know. many rules of thought on that. Right, right. So we pass a basket. I mm-hmm. mean, if you're a regular attender, um, you've seen the basket go by. Um, you might be like, what's this? Oh, it came up. But we, we pass the basket at the end of every service. We'll continue to do that. But the vast majority of the giving in our church, because of technology, mm-hmm. 
is done like most everything else involving our financial resources, which is online. Yep. Right. And and I will say that 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 is attributed to that five year technology shift that's happened in the past five mm-hmm. years to even two years. With COVID, with or, COVID, but the tr- or hang on, what do you, I don't know if I'm following you. So in the last five years is when really like the the Apple Wallet and uh, digital pay really kicked off, and yep. then COVID, mm-hmm. like it it was kind of a shiny thing, like oh that person just paid. And so ta- all and the people that phone. are that are techie are, mm-hmm. are a little more on the what do they call them first first adapters. Yeah, we yeah. were so like I could walk into McDonald's, the right. only McDonald's, and tap my phone and pay for my cheeseburger that way right but now like i don't even i don't even carry my wallet most days to anything i'm doing because i have my (laughs) debit card on my phone Mm -hmm. and all the box stores either Mm -hmm. take the wallet or yeah um they have their own pay system and see i haven't so i'm 52 i haven't quite made that Mm -hmm. step even though I have it and it's available, yeah, I haven't just quite. And it's not like I'm withholding or holding out. Mm-hmm. I just haven't made that shift in my mind. And and then so and and so that that's that's what happened five years ago that that launched. Mm-hmm. And then two and then COVID happened two years ago that they're projecting sped up our technology adaption by five mm. by five to seven years. Yeah. yeah. So, like everything has gone digital because of COVID. Well, I just mentioned. I was at annual conference. Yeah, and thousands, thousand plus people, mm-hmm. and um, all the voting. And I mean, and that you walk in that that giant conference room, and there's a lot of silver hair in that room. Yeah, I mean a lot. Mm-hmm. Mostly silver hair. All probably. of the voting was done through a device. Yeah, not not provided by the conference. You had to bring your phone or iPhone yeah. or yeah. iPad or, or phone or whatever your device was. Yeah, and all the balloting was through a device. Mm-hmm. There's no way that would have happened pre-COVID, like uh, three years ago. No, uh, they're they're projecting COVID sped up. Not with up. that age range. Yeah, without a doubt. They're projecting COVID sped up technology adapt. Like where where we are now, we weren't supposed to be until 2027 mm-hmm. or mm. 2029. Wow. Because because of 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 how it kept everybody at Is home. Is this why the the computer chip thing was a problem? Yes. No. Or was that no, more just the 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 computer chip thing is a problem is because all the computer chips made for video games, trucks, smartphones was all made at the one, this one factory in China. In China. And it's not because COVID. It burned down. Oh. And all the stuff to make the chips were proprietary, so they had one press. Can we talk like conspiracy theories? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so that factory And when did that fire happen? During COVID. Mm. So okay, anyway. that factory burned down. So that's why there's a chip shortage. <laughs> Let me go get my aluminum foil hat and put yeah. it on. Like if you don't have a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X yet, it's because of the chip shortage. Yeah. Potato chips? Yeah. Because that's when I'm going to get concerned. But like they, they say it's a chip <laughs> shortage, but they've sold more of these two consoles than they did the previous generation at this point. So I'm... Uh. Now you think they're kind of holding on like for the, the... Just making it... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, okay. So all this to say, people are like, what are, where are we going with all this? So I'm having this conversation with Mallory and I'm thinking she has no con. I mean, it's not like she doesn't know that we, she knows we've given, we give to the church. I mean, that kind of thing, but she doesn't see it. First of all, her mom's up on stage. Mm -hmm. Usually her dad serves. 
So he is usually, I mean, you had him on the camera team. Yes, he was a lifesaver. He's on the Usher team. Um, He jumps in and helps. He'll help with porch kids sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, so we are not your traditional family that's all sitting together during the service and then the basket or the brass pole with the satin bag on it comes by like she doesn't see that and now and i know that's not the norm for everybody else but for those of families out there that um give online like do your are your children don't see that normal thing and so this was all in my thought because mallory's making some money now and so um you know like i said drew and i we give online we set it up first of the month we give it goes she doesn't see it so she really had no concept at all of how, mm-hmm. when, how often, or how much we give um, from our incomes. Mm. Or even the more important one, the why. Well, yes, and that's exactly, yeah. So she wasn't surprised about you know, online giving. That's not yeah. weird. Um, she was surprised about how often and how much mm-hmm. we do. And and and. Because when I shared with her, our standard goal, standard, is 10%. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, when we have special things like the the future is... Yeah, uh, future, future starts with you. With you yeah. Um, the future is now. The future is now. Like, but when we have these special things, you know, we do that over and above or opportunities. But um, she wasn't... She wasn't as surprised. Um, she was surprised about the 10%, but she was really surprised when I... And I think it kind of became more real to her when I asked her to bring her current stash of cash <laughs> and and gift cards. Oh, yeah. See, and, yeah, di- yeah. To uh huh. That's interesting because you know digital money yep. and real money have never been the same mm. in in a lot of people's eyes. Yep, yep. And so, and I think for someone a young person her age, you're gonna get gift cards. Yeah, it, you're, it, you're gonna it's get the same, like you're gonna get the Amazon card. You're gonna get the Target card. Like that, you're an 11 year old girl. That's what you're gonna get, especially when you have family in other places. Yeah, you know? I mean, gift cards, uh, Robux. You need to tithe your Robux, little girl. Kinda. <laughs> if you don't know what Robux are, just ask someone under the age of 15. It, it, it's the video game that makes more money than yeah, any other yeah. video game right now. So, but yeah, so to make it real to her, I said, hey, bring in your cash and stuff. And and I asked her, so she counted it up, and then I had her work out what's 10% of that. And and then, then she saw that amount, and she was like, oh. I don't, I don't want to do that. Oh. Well, no, she wasn't. She was just surprised. Yeah. Like, oh, that's what 10% is. Like, I mean, she's... She's not a dummy in math, but you know sometimes we need to see it with our eyeballs, yeah. you know, and um and so and then I encouraged her to pray about how she's going to give, you know I don't want to be like super legalistic in that regard and all that stuff. So, and so here's here's why we talk about this today. This is a conversation I think yes as parents who do all the things electronically or mm. most of the things electronically and we use the fantastic technology available to us. We need to talk to our kids about this. Yes. We need to, because if, if they're not seeing us like the way we learned when mm-hmm. we were children, mm-hmm. um, then they need to understand, like you said, we, they need to know the how, the when, but most importantly, the why that we give. And so I wanted to talk about that for a moment um, because it comes back around to a matter of spiritual discipline. Mm-hmm. 
and how faithful we are in our giving back to God what he has given to us. And that first, that's the very first mindset that we need to grab a hold of. Because for so many of us, it's, no, this is mine. Right. This is mine. And and we need to understand that God has given us, um, you know, if you earn an income, if you earn a, if you earn a great income because of your skill or your ability um, or, you know, your innovation or whatever that is, like, there's some there's a creator who gave you that ability yep um to to be able to do that mm-hmm. i mean and so as a believer i mean am i expecting then for for like um you know elon musk musk to you know tithe i i don't know i don't know if he's a believer i have no idea so i'm not talking about that kind of stuff like you know or bill gates like i don't know but if you're a believer then you need to recognize that what you earn and what you have is a gift from God Mm -hmm. and that we need to be able to have open hands to say, God, this is yours. Yeah. Now you can, we could go in a lot of different directions here, Josh. Um, you know, the tithe is mentioned in the old Testament. Yeah. It's not mentioned in the new Testament. The story of the lady with the two coins is what pops into my head. Right. Right. But there, but there's definitely, and Paul writes a lot about, um, giving to the church and supporting yeah. the church and supporting the work of the church. So, you know, like I said, Drew and I have a standard 10% because that's what we have decided. But I'm not going to be a, a legalist and be like, everybody got to gotta do that. But I think there's a, there's a spiritual discipline that should be in place for a believer to go, okay, I need to be giving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, I mean... No one, no one knows what's in our heart. So I, that that's why I keep calling this a spiritual discipline, right? Because we could easily, you know, you know, write a check, and and we know, like, well, that's not really what I could give or what I think I could give. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just what I'm willing to give. Well, and and it's even like a spiritual discipline from the act of not even just like because so many people could set it up as a bill. And not feel the spiritual weight of it. That's what it looks like in my bank account. Yeah, but there, there's and, a, and so there's you need diff- to be aware. Yeah, yeah. Because like you need you need to like know that what you're doing is an act of discipline to God, not paying mm-hmm. Georgia Power. <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. the weight of that money coming out is more important than anything else you pay. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. And. Mm-hmm. And. You know, I I can't think of the dress if it's even in the Bible, but um, <laughs> you know, I was always taught that you know Jesus is uh, your tithe comes out of your gross, not your net. Mm, yeah, I've um, was that like a Dave Ramsey thing? I don't know. <laughs> I've been told that my entire life. I don't know if that's biblical. I don't know yeah. anything about yeah. it. Yeah, but like that's the way I was always taught. Like, yeah, you cut Jesus first. Yeah. Yeah. Like you give Jesus was Jesus. You pay you pay you submit yourself to to Jesus first in your finances mm-hmm. before you do anything else. Right. And I think you Now know, do I do that? I I am admitting something. Like I get into seasons where sometimes I don't think I can afford to give. Mm. I think you're speaking for a lot of people, Josh. And, and, and I've I've been there in my life. I've been there as a single person. As a married person, I yeah. get that. And, and then I, and then like I feel the weight of the failure of not doing mm. it. 
Wow. Now, is that condemnation or is that conviction? Uh, probably both. Mm. Uh, the conviction turns into condemnation and then... If you don't respond. <laughs> and then, well, that and then the en- enemy kind of uses it as mm. like a prod to mm-hmm. like, of course you're a failure. Yeah, yeah. Which I, which is why I keep wanting to like bring it back to... It's a spiritual discipline mm-hmm. to go, okay, like I said to Mallory, Mallory, here's what you have. Um, this is what Daddy and I do. Just so you have an, a visual, but now I want you to pray about how you're going to respond because you're a believer mm-hmm. and you're part of the church, and so I want you to you know be a part of this. And so, just trying to just trying to help her get that concept. Um, and so it's an act of worship, and yep. I think that's one thing that we need to remember. Like you made the whole uh, bill pay comment which is so true like mm-hmm. because i remember when we um we we bought uh the house we live in now right before we had mallory so i was like nine thousand months pregnant and you know the the paperwork was pretty intense as it is you know it was at that time in like 2011 because the mm-hmm. housing market is yeah. you know, weird and i remember they were calling all the time and i was pretty stressed out and i was like you've got to call my husband because anytime we got a deposit made or anything and I remember the day that the the lady working, the mortgage lender lady called, and she was like, hey, so did the church, like, give you a loan? And I was like, no. Well, why? And she said, well, I just see that you're making a regular payment to them once a month. And I was just trying to understand that. And I said, um, that's our offering? She goes, um, I said, our tithe, it's our, it's our giving back mm. to the church? She goes, Oh, okay. I'll try to find a. I'll make a note of that. I'll put a memo on that. And I was like, and and it's it just, just weird. It was weird. Yeah, yeah. Especially if it's like if you have a fixed income and it's the same thing every time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like it throws people off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so that was that was really interesting. Um, so it's a spirit. There's a spiritual aspect here, and that's one thing that I'm trying to impart to our daughter. Mm-hmm. But you know. It is an act of worship, and and that's why when we we should do what we do, not legalistically, but we do it because we're responding to who Jesus is, mm-hmm. who Jesus is, and what He's done for us. Yeah. And so this is my res- our response to that. This is one of the ways we respond to that. Yeah. And, and that goes into like you have to be so like um, intentional about it to even word choice. I use in the announcements, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like, because, you you know, you can set up, I always say it, you can set up reoccurring giving through your bank. Right. But, you You ain't going to say set up a bill pay. (laughs) No, but when you set it up, you're actually, you're setting up recurring payments. You are, yeah. Yeah. But we're not setting up a payment. Yeah. It's in a payment plan. We're we're setting up. Buy your way to heaven. We are setting up a, a owed gift to God. Yeah, a gift that we all owe. How are we going to give it? Return that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, See, and I even was like, "How can I use a different word?" Return. Yeah, we're returning to God what He's given yeah. us. So, I mean, but the 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 weight of the spiritual implications that mm-hmm. um, giving giving has. I mean, it it it's even it's even to the minutia of I have to like modify the word choice I used so I don't yes. So I don't lessen the importance of it. Right. Right. And it's it's different. Yeah. And and we know this. I mean, we're 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 saying it without saying it that we talk about money, 
people get weird. Oh yeah. There's a like, say, there's a saying in the church. Somebody's um, probably turned this off. Yeah. And I can say that because they're not listening anymore. <laughs> yeah. There's a saying in the church, and I want to say I first heard it from the, our our friend Bob Moon, but uh, he didn't make it up either. But it's uh, in regard to you know people in the church and their participation, and it's that um, the giving is the last thing to come in the door. Mm-hmm. Like, so they might visit for a while, they might send their kids, they might, you know, mm-hmm. and then they'll start giving. Yeah. And and it's the first thing to leave. Yeah. Giving's the last thing to come in, and it's the first thing to leave. Oh, they made me mad. I'm going to show them. my thing. Yeah. And so I know that when we talk about money, it's it's strange, but this is coming out of like a parental thing. I want to teach my child, and then it made me think about technology because that's the reality of how most of us um you know that's how we use our funds i mean we don't we don't get a paycheck we, no. it goes straight into our bank i, I don't mean, see we, it. we get paid but it goes into our bank yeah. like and then how do we pay our bills i don't write it i have not written a i can't check. tell you the last time i've held cash yeah so i mean that's just um well, it's just a reality of of the world we live in and so it made me think about Okay, well, Mallory's dealing with some cash right now, but she's got these cards, and that's not going to be always the deal. It, mm-hmm. She's going to make that shift, and so if I can help her learn now mm-hmm. um, how to how to participate in the life of the church in that way in regard to money, which is just as important as anything else, mm-hmm. and the fact that I have to set all that up is just a it's just an indicator of me saying I know that this is weird, but it shouldn't be weird yeah. for us to talk about. Yeah. And to even go to a psychological parallel with the technology is that when you pay with cash with something, mm-hmm. there's an emotional response yes. to pay with cash. When you pay digitally. That's a Dave Ramsey thing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> when you pay digitally, mm-hmm. there is no emotional response. Oh, my goodness. So if you so don't true. teach, because right now Mallory's feeling the emotional mm-hmm. uh, affection to having to, mm-hmm. or give, giving yep. to give. Yep. But when she goes digital, if you don't teach the spiritual implications about it, yep. If she do, even does continue Ooh. to give, there there could be no correlation. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. It, and it's just something I'm supposed to do. I don't know why it said so in the book. And that that's a that's a that could be legalistic and mm-hmm. just a, a a mindless response yes. that if you don't know the meaning behind it then why do it? Exactly. And so everything we do should be that we're responding to who Jesus is, what he's done for us. And so with that, our giving should be in response, not just to the immediate needs. Sometimes we mention immediate needs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like the, the future starts with you. Yeah. Um, like that's been kind of a an immediate or like, hey, we want people to, to give because we're going to be writing this check to the denomination to kind of finalize everything so that we can leave with our property and everything. Mm-hmm. And we said, Hey, replenish, replenish the the reserves that we have so we can do that. That's an immediate need, but we don't just respond to those. We, we respond to the gospel. Yes. That should be our response. Mm-hmm. And so when I mentioned life church earlier, like, you know why they're able to do, to give away, what did I say? 10 million. Yeah, uh, so so, I can't remember. I now. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm so so bad at those kinds of remembering those kinds of numbers. But um, why do they? You know how they do that? Because their people give. Yep, and it's not like they just had a volunteer develop the Bible app, and they were able to post it on the app store. I mean, it takes engineers. 
yeah. paid yeah. engineers. Well, they had yeah they they had a guy who who really worked on this, Bobby Grunwald, mm-hmm. and um, somehow some way like they were one of the first. They had a connection, and they were one of the first you know apps that was really yeah you know, no out it, there. like I remember having uh, the Bible app on my BlackBerry. Yeah, <laughs> in like the BlackBerry. in high school, I yeah. remember having yeah, yeah, because so, I'm a nerd. I had a BlackBerry. <laughs> yes, I had the stupid little. I knew pencil. I smelled something. I had the stupid little pencil that yes. fit in my phone. Yeah, stylus. Yeah, is that what they call it? Yeah. So, so here, this is why we say our giving is an act of worship. We give because God has already given to us, right? And and He continues to do that, and. Um, you know, Second Corinthians nine fifteen talks about this inexpressible gift that we are given in Christ, and so we give as Christ followers because we are incredibly grateful for what Jesus has done for us. That's what I want to teach Mallory. That's what I want to impart to anyone when we talk about giving. And so, giving is an act of worship, and it's also the mission of the church. That we are people who give, and I'm not just talking money, but we are people yeah. who give. So when we say we're following Jesus for our community, that for is an action thing. That is a we're giving of ourselves, wh- whatever that looks like, for our community, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you think about it like first, first century Christians, um, they understood that being a follower of Jesus, just, it wasn't just going from being lost to saved. Like, hey, I wasn't a believer yesterday, and today I am. Praise the Lord. It was, I mean, first century Christians, they knew that they were being recruited to a cause. They were being recruited to, like, the first wave of this is the gospel of Jesus. Right. As we, you know. And so here's here's King Jesus now, risen Jesus, ascended Jesus, and he has turn the world upside down through the preaching of the gospel and and people are coming to know him and every believer that comes on board to this movement um is also supporting the mission of that movement and that's what we need to see ourselves as mm-hmm. like we're not and we can go all into we, we're not going to take up a lot of time on that but the whole spiritual consumer or spiritual contributor yep mindset mm-hmm. um or just consumer and cr- contributor mindset you don't have to say sp- like spiritual but like we need we need to make sure we're contributors because that's what we're called to as as mm-hmm. believers we're part of this this movement um and so we should give because we're we're recruited to the cause we we should support the the disciple making that goes on in our church and and that happens in our city um and far beyond that um and so, like, if if we want people to know Jesus, then we should be people who are prayerfully supporting the church financially, mm-hmm. like anything else that yeah. we do for the church. Mm-hmm. Um, we should all see ourselves as a part of that. Now, are there circumstances and times when Always. it's not possible? Um, yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, God knows those times. You know those times. Um, but I don't think, but I will say, I don't think they go on for years and years and years no. and years. They don't. No. Um, I don't think they go on for seasons and seasons and seasons. I think if we find ourselves in a place where, uh, we're in, it hard- wouldn't be a season if it just kept going. <laughs> right. Um, and so this should be a part of it. So I don't want someone who's like in a place right now where they just cannot to go, 
well, I just heard that if I'm going to be a part of this church that I've got to give. It's not what I'm saying. No. At all. Um, I'm saying that giving is a response to who God is, and then then that should make us assess our lives, and it should make us assess how we spend and what we do with, with our money and our funds and all that, which is what I'm trying to teach to Mallory. Um, so I wanted to um, just kind of close up, because I think, you know, often I think the practicality, kind of like how I had Mallory get her money out and look at it and then yeah. figure out what 10% was. Mm-hmm. I just think it'd be good for us to go, all right, what are some examples of what the listener who's giving, like what are some examples in our church right now that that are, that are happen because of regular faithful giving from our people? So we can both just kind of throw in here um, what the things we see. Yeah. Um, I will start with um, your giving – it provides a salary for the four full-time staff. Mm-hmm. So we thank you. Yep. Yes. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. On behalf of Kristen and Justin, we also say thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, what What are you thinking? Uh, something that, you know, pays the utilities. Mm-hmm. Because... You mean the lights we have on right now? Yeah. And the light, AC we have yeah. on and this... The water in the terrarium bathrooms. Terrarium that it is outside. Yeah. The water in the bathrooms that work sometimes. <laughs> It fixes the toilets that don't work sometimes. And, yes, your giving helps with our... Plumbing. Aged plumbing that we really, really, really want to fix. Um, yeah, um, we have three part-time staff. Yep. Um, so some of them you see and some of them you don't. Like, right. a lot of people don't know George because he's here during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is our grounds and facilities guy. So you've, you might not have ever seen him, but... Mm-hmm. You know, we, we need him. Um, we have some contract labor. Yep. You have a contract labor mm-hmm. guy. Um, we have some some people that come in. Yep. Our wonderful Doug and Colleen that come mm-hmm. in and do a lot of... Uh, maintenance. Maintenance. Handyman woman work around the place um, for six months out of the year. Um, our vacation Bible school coming yep. up. Like, yes, there's a fee that's paid, but that is not... I mean, I think that covers, like, the cost of the T-shirt. I don't think we charge anybody anything what it actually costs to do the thing that they no, do across we don't. the board yeah we and don't I, and i think that's something that um is unique about us yeah because i don't think i don't think every church does it this way yeah but we have like we have a budget for an event that also includes paying a, a percentage, a, a percentage a large, of yeah of whatever it costs for each person to do the thing mm-hmm. and that's why we need extra giving because we hope our, that budget isn't enough because God is bringing so many people more in. People. More yes. people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's it's these, you know, mission weeks. We've mm-hmm. got our middle school mission week coming up. Um, the week after that, it'll be our high school mission week. Again, what we're asking the students to yeah. contribute. Justin is very conscious about making <laughs> sure that it is affordable. And, and it doesn't leave. Yeah. And it, it it's not a barrier to keep people from going. That's right. And Justin is also very good about going to the finance finance board yeah the ministry board and saying saying, hey it really costs this but i can't see charging a kid more than this this Mm -hmm. is the kind of fundraising we're going to do but i'm going to need help in my budget to do this yeah kristen went uh, did that this year she said hey we budgeted this this for bbs and it's not gonna be enough because we're getting a great response and and of course the board was like yes Mm -hmm. um so i mean these kinds of things just you know you you mentioned the the 
utilities, like just the day-to-day costs of the facilities. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, there's those things, and then there's there's the things that you know we want to do, we plan on doing. Like, um, we want to increase once we move out of the of the UMC and we're a non-denominational. Um, we want to increase where we were sending funds to a mm-hmm. national mm-hmm. or you know the denomination yeah. we want to we want to support the Wesley Foundation yep cuz they're you know that's really important to us uh we want to increase our our help uh ministry support to living bridges mm-hmm. um the mailbox club which does a tremendous job of getting um scripture into the hands of primarily children but also their families across the globe and we want and those things like that's that comes from our giving and so it it just it shows up in so many ways like okay so you made the comment about utilities right Mm -hmm. um water and electricity um air conditioning that we have and people are like okay what's you know what's the big deal with that but like i think it was a couple of episodes ago but i mentioned just what was going on in a standard month but like other groups use our facilities Mm mm-hmm um, and we don't ask them to pay yeah. anything. Called to Care is going to be hosting something uh, in the next month or so. Um, and so they're using our facility. The Emmaus community, um, groups from the college, an autism group. I mean, like, so people have use of this. And so all that to say, I'm just trying to give a couple of practical things um, of of why we give. And it's to provide ministry to our community and in in the process of that we have to do some providing for those that are that are connected here and called here um to help lead those ministries Mm -hmm. and so um this is something i'm trying to teach to mallory i know we kind of been all over the place today technology and giving and what we're doing but um this was just kind of in my my brain and i thought it'd be good to talk out um for people to hear it and kind of be thinking about that and you know yeah yeah, you want to throw in anything? Yeah, um, you know, when people, you know, one of the first thoughts that people go to when uh, giving is brought up is that the staff wants a larger salary <laughs> or they want more flashy things to put on stage. Uh-huh. And, that yes, that happens like 4% of the time. <laughs> but at least here, 96% of the time, it is. And I hit it in our announcements that we want more giving to do to do bigger and better ministry 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 and yep. and I don't know if we're an outlier I hope I pray that we're not but we really want you to be and including myself disciplined in giving mm-hmm. to grow the kingdom that God wants to develop here at the porch community church mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and when you know, I, I think if we're being faithful to uh, the ministry of the gospel of Jesus, that that God, he, you know, why are we giving back to him? Because he's provided. And I think he just continues that provision. Yeah. And he makes it possible for ministry to happen. And he does that through his people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's, that's really, really important. Um, you know, I just, Porch Community, I hope this was a, um, some kind of uh, helpful... Uh, inspiring, encouraging, challenging uh, conversation today, um, and I hope that you'll you will just like I asked my Mallory, um, 
you'll take your little stack of cash from watering all those plants and, <laughs> and checking all those mailboxes, and you'll go, okay, Lord, how am I? Uh, this is what you've given. This is what I've you provided to me. Mm-hmm. Um, how can I use it for you? And um, I think if we all have that kind of heart, then um, man, the ministry opportunities mm-hmm. are tremendous. Yep. So, Porch Community, as always, thank you, thank you for your giving, so we can do something like a podcast. Yeah. And have the ability and the equipment to be able to do that. And I look forward to seeing you this Sunday as we're in our second week of the Parables of Jesus. And of course, we look forward to talking to you what, again. What soon. parable are you doing this Sunday? Um, the lost sheep and a little bit of the lost coin. They're kind. Of, they're very close together. Okay. So, yeah. There's a little section of three where Jesus is speaking, and he does the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the prodigal son. I'm not going into the prodigal son so much. That's mm-hmm. when we talk about a, a lot. lot. So I'm going to talk about not the lost sheep us. and the lost coin. Yeah. And the, kind of the main thing is, yes, God cares about the lost, you know, the going after the one, leaving the 99, go for yeah. the one. But also he shows us the heart that we should have for the lost mm. as well, which is really where I want us to go. So. That sounds like a toe stepper. <laughs> you know, who knows? <laughs> hey, Porch Community, thanks for being with us. We will talk to you again soon. And see you Sunday at 10.30. 10.30, summertime. If you're listening to this in August, normal times. Yeah. <laughs> but during the summer, 10.30. Yep, see you then. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.